listening to the sermon podcast of Brockport First Baptist. We are a progressive American Baptist congregation located about 20 minutes outside of Rochester, New York. To learn more about our church and support our ministries, please visit BrockportFirstBaptist.org. Our scripture reading is Mark 10, verses 13 through 16. People were bringing children to him in order that he might touch them, and the disciples spoke sternly to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Let the children come to me. Do not stop them, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Pam, for that reading. Oh, man. That'll work out. Uh, so I got some feedback last week uh, that uh, if I'm going to preach from the floor, I've got to find something better to do with my water bottle than just stick it in my pocket. Apparently, this is, this is distracting for some people. Um, I, actually, <laughs> uh, I actually heard from someone uh, who I guess they watched the live stream a week or two ago, and they said they thought I was pulling out a microphone, but this, this, is, this is water. I'm not sucking on a microphone out here. Just so we're all clear, I don't want to be distracting. Could put it on the organ, but that, <laughs> that's probably frowned upon. <laughs> Lucas doesn't like that idea. <clears throat> so who's ready for another guilt trip about serving in kids' ministry? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's all we're doing. We're not going to do that. I'm not going to do that again. Um, we are talking about Jesus and children today. Uh, if you couldn't tell uh, from that reading or for our hymns, from our hymn selection. Uh, and this one, this is really a classic Bible story, isn't it? Like, if you've been around church a while. You've heard this one about Jesus welcoming the children, blessing the children, let the little children come to me. Uh, This is a story that has inspired endless works of art. We've got some up here. Um, Classic works of art, uh, children's Bible covers, right? Collectible plates. For some reason... (laughs) For some reason, it's always this like blue-eyed, lily-white Jesus too, um, with like a like a collection of kids that's like you know just diverse enough not to upset any white people. <laughs> totally not problematic at all. Um, <clears throat> but this is this is the second time in like four weeks that Jesus has interacted with children. That's really interesting. Um, it's always a good idea when we see repetition in the Bible to slow down and take a closer look at it because there's probably something going on here. In fact, I think a lot of times it's easy to get lost when we read the Gospels. It can all feel kind of random, like a bunch of teachings and stories that are just thrown together. We don't really know if there's a theme or any kind of connective tissue. So before we dig into this passage, I want to back up a little bit and remind us all where we've been over the last few weeks. Uh, Help us see, if we can, what Mark is doing. And we're going to make a little outline to do it. Uh, It was about four weeks ago we had our guilt trip sermon about serving in children's ministry. We got four new sign-ups out of that one, so mission accomplished. Woo! (laughs) So manipulative. Um, That was Mark uh, 9, verses 30 to 37. Whoever welcomes a child in my name welcomes me. Um, Then we had Mark 9, uh, verses 38 to 41. That was a story where there's this rival exorcist, uh, someone who's been casting out uh, demons in Jesus' name, but they're not following the disciples, so the disciples try to stop them. Do we remember this one? 
And Jesus is like, don't try to stop him. Whoever's not against us is for us. Um, after that, you had this section where Jesus talks about hell. He says that if you cause a child to stumble, anyone who causes one of these little ones to stumble, it would be better if a rock was tied around your neck and you were thrown in the sea, which is a pretty intense picture of judgment for anyone who harms a child. I can, I can get behind that, personally. <laughs> Jesus sounds kind of relatable there. Um, and we had last week's story where these religious experts show up and they question Jesus about divorce. Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? That was last week. Um, then we get this story from today where Jesus welcomes and blesses the children. It feels a little random. It's hard to see kind of the connective tissue, but with the slightest little tweak, uh, we can make this a lot more clear, what Jesus is doing. In this section of the gospel, Jesus is talking about how we treat the least of these, how we treat those at the margins. The first story is about how we treat children, right? Whoever welcomes a child in my name welcomes me. Then we get a story about how we treat outsiders with the disciples and this rival exorcist. Then we get another story about how we treat children, a story about how we treat women, and finally, a story about how we treat children. How we treat children how we treat outsiders, how we treat children, how we treat women, how we treat children. We've talked before about how Mark does this sandwich thing where he'll take like one theme or story and like sandwich it inside another one. Well, Mark has made us a Big Mac, folks. It's just like, <laughs> this is like a super sandwich, which is all about how we treat outsiders, how we treat the powerless. This whole section of Mark's gospel shows Jesus critiquing religious people, the Pharisees and even his own followers, for how we treat those at the margins. He talks about outsiders, he talks about women, and he comes back time and time again to how we treat children. Because remember, we discussed this a few weeks ago. If you want to see how society is treating the least of these, if you want to see how they're treating those without power, just look at how the kids are doing. With that as our backdrop, let's take another look at our passage. I'm going to read it again. Mark 10, verses 13 to 16. People were bringing children to Jesus in order that he might touch them. And the disciples spoke sternly to him, to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Let the children come to me. Do not stop them, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. Classic story, right? But I think it hits a little different with this context. And what we're going to do, I want to tease out these three points. And I'm giving them to you all up front. So you note takers, go for it. Get ready. Get your, get your pencils out. We're going to pull three points out of this story. God's kingdom belongs to children. We need to receive God's kingdom like children. And participating in God's kingdom should lead us into solidarity with children and those at the margins. Let's start with point number one. The kingdom of God belongs to children. Again, typically, we come to this story, and it's like, oh, so cute. Right? Jesus loves kids. 
But remember, this was radical. No one is looking at this thinking this is cute back then. We talked about this a month ago. The chief um, descriptor, the, the main thing people would have used to categorize children in the ancient world wasn't that they were cute. It wasn't that they were innocent. It was that they were powerless. The ancient world saw children as powerless and a burden. So when Jesus says it's to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs, he's saying that God's kingdom is for the least. You want to know whose God's kingdom belongs to? All the people you think are a burden. Amen. That's how this would have landed. The kingdom of God is for the outsiders. It's for the left out. It's for those at the margins. God is on their side. God came to rescue them. Don't ever think that God is neutral on matters of justice. God is with the poor, the victimized, and the powerless. God doesn't come to rescue the well-off, people like me. If we get into the kingdom of heaven, it's going to be by the skin of our teeth. And if you don't believe me, read the very next story. The story right after this one is the rich young ruler. This guy who comes up to Jesus asking, how can I acquire the kingdom of God? It's a story that ends with Jesus saying, it will be very difficult for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. God comes for the least. That brings us to our second point, though. What about the rest of us? Like, what about me? Um, What about the rich young rulers of this world, those who aren't at the margins? What about those of us for whom, like, the present social ordering of things is working pretty well? How do we get into God's kingdom? If we want to enter the kingdom of heaven, we've got to receive it like a child. Children are really good at receiving things. I I remember when I was a kid, uh, I used to get in trouble whenever I'd go with my mom to visit one of her friends because, like, we'd go there, we'd get to their house, and they'd be like, can I get you guys anything? And I'd just be like, sure, what do you have? Do you have soda? Do you have candies? Right? Like, I've since learned that when you go to a stranger's house and they ask if they can get you anything, they don't actually want to get you anything, apparently. Um, (laughs) But as a kid, I had no idea. All I, all I knew how to do was, was receive. Um, I'd, like, I'd look, go open the fridge. My mom would be mortified. Um, but kids know how to receive. They aren't embarrassed to ask. Kids know how to put out their hands and receive what's given to them. I see this every Sunday here at church uh, with my own kids. Miriam and Zeke always get here a couple minutes before the service starts, and they make a beeline for that snack table, Right? I watch you adults at the snack table, you know, mm, I don't know. You know, maybe I'll have a cookie or a brownie. Not my kids, right? My kids are like, where's the cookies? Like that's, they know how to receive. The rest of us, us adults, not so much, especially the more power you have. We're used to just taking what we want. I know this is true for me. When I see something I want, I go out there and I get it. I buy it. I earn it. I purchase it. There's some sort of exchange of currency. I'm the driving factor. I acquire the stuff that I want. But that's not how God's kingdom works. It's not how you get into the kingdom of heaven. You can't buy your way in. You can't earn it. All the power in the world will get you nothing. There's nothing you can do nothing you can offer, the kingdom of God can only be received. 
And that is a hard lesson for many of us. It's humbling. How many of us are trying to earn something in our spiritual lives when we come to church? Trying to acquire some sort of like spiritual wealth. If I say enough prayers, uh, if I show up, if I, if I do the right thing, maybe, maybe God will bless me. Maybe my life will work out. Maybe then me and God will be good. Maybe God will even owe me one. How many of us are trying to purchase salvation in some form? It's humbling to know that God's kingdom is a gift and there's not a thing you can do to earn it. All you can do is put out your hands and receive like a child. For those at the bottom, this is incredibly good news. If you've been crushed, if you've been put down, pushed aside, the kingdom of God is amazing because the kingdoms of this world aren't working for you. But for those of us with power, for those of us who are used to just, you know, buying whatever we want, if the kingdoms of this world work for you, it's really hard to receive the grace, the gift of God's kingdom. If we're going to do it, we've got to become like the least. We've got to welcome the least. We've got to learn from them. We've got to interact with them. We've got to become one with them if we're going to have any hope of receiving God's gift of grace. And that lands us at point number three. Participating in the kingdom of God should lead us into solidarity with children and those at the margins. You know what, can we get the, the, the outline back up here, the Big Mac looking picture? There we go, perfect. How we treat children, how we treat outsiders, how we treat children, how we treat women, how we treat children. Jesus is calling us to enter into solidarity with the powerless. And over and over again, he comes back to children. He didn't innovate this. Um, Jesus actually picked this up. This is a similar theme we find in the Old Testament, Israel's scriptures. There's this refrain over and over again, care for the widows and the orphans. Take care of the widows and the orphans. Dozens of times we find this in the Old Testament because if the orphans and widows are doing okay, then everyone is going to be doing okay. But if the orphans and widows are suffering, that's usually your first hint, your first indication that something is wrong. Jesus picks up on this idea and he makes it even simpler. How are the kids doing? You want to know the state of society? You want to know the state of the church? You want to know uh, if our community is pleasing God? How are the kids? If they're all right, we're all right. And I probably don't need to tell you all this, but the kids aren't all right, you guys. Pete Townsend was wrong. <laughs> the, it's, a, it's a Who reference. It's a 70s band. You're all too young for that. Um, <laughs> cultural, cultural things never land. I never know where to go. The kids aren't all right. The kids aren't all right. COVID has been especially tough on kids. Um, they might not get as sick as adults, at least not in most circumstances, thank goodness, but the isolation, the distance learning, the delays and milestones, that was tough for kids. I'm on the DEI committee for Brockport School District, the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee. Um, and I can tell you the average kid in our district is now about two grades behind 
because of COVID, and that's like across the board, even like beyond just our community. Uh, we found out this week um, that our son Zeke is about nine months behind in his fine motor skills. He's got about a nine-month delay. Um, and the therapist was like, yeah, that's what we're seeing a lot with kids in this age. It's because of the pandemic. It's like it's normal. More than half the kids in Brockport Central Schools live at or near the poverty line. Uh, a huge chunk of kids who need free or reduced lunch don't get it either because their parents don't know about it, they don't know where to get the information, um, or they make just over that line where they don't qualify. So you've got a ton of kids in our district who, who don't eat lunch most days. They go to class hungry. That's here. That's in our village. And it's similar all across the country, and I bet all across the world. The kids aren't all right. The kids aren't all right when we fail to steward the environment for future generations. The kids aren't all right when schools get shot up and we do nothing. Society's not all right when, like, adults debate what bathroom trans kids can go in. Like, that, that's a spiritual sickness. When we separate children from their families at the border, like, it's not all right. And the stakes on this stuff could not be any higher. Jesus spells it out for us. If we want a place in God's kingdom, we better take care of the least. We better take care of the next generation, the children. And if we don't, if you cause one of these little ones to stumble, I don't know about you, but I don't think I'd be too good swimming with a rock tied around my neck. I can't really swim anyway. <laughs> So I've never tried it, but like, doesn't sound fun. This is where, as Christians, I think we have such an opportunity to be countercultural and to make a positive change. This is not a doom and gloom sermon. I want to point out some things that we can be doing. Uh, here in Brockport, on the local level, making a positive change could look like showing up to school board meetings in solidarity with the families and having your voice heard, even if you don't have kids in the school. Right? Your tax dollars are paying for it anyway. You might as well show up and side with the families, show some support. Another easy thing to do is join the PTSA. Um, I didn't even know until I joined the PTSA that there's a community member option. Did you know that? You don't even have to be a parent, teacher, or student to be part of the PTSA. Just about anyone can join. I try to go to all their meetings. Uh, I make it to about half. And sometimes they're lucky to have more than a dozen people in there. If 10 of us showed up, imagine what we could do, the impact that could have. Uh, you can volunteer in the schools. They are hurting right now for people. Um, mentors, tutors, hall monitors, there are so many ways to get involved and to bless the kids in our community. Uh, I promised I wouldn't make this a guilt trip about serving in children's ministry, and I won't. Um, <laughs> But there's ways that you can bless children here at our church as well. And after that last sermon, a few folks reached out and asked for more information, some clarity, like, what were we asking for? What is it we need? So I'll tell you. Um, the big need right now in our children's ministry is for backup volunteers. We've got all the slots filled, all the regular stuff, teachers, all of that. Uh, but we're trying to build a list of people we can turn to when our volunteers are sick or out of town, especially heading into the summer. We've got like four or five people on that list. We'd like to have 12. 
So if you're interested in that, uh, if you want to be on our emergency backup list, there's a sign up at the Connection Center that you can put your name on. If that's not your thing, though, there's plenty of other stuff you could be doing. You can donate food to the food pantry right out there uh, that families come just about every week and take some things off of. Um, you can join the outreach team and help out with gathering table. You can help a gathering table without even joining outreach team. You don't even have to go to the meetings. Um, you can donate cl uh, clothes to the teen closet here at our church or the clothing shelf uh, across the street at St. Luke's. There are so many ways to bless local families in need. If you know parents with young kids, you can reach out and see what they need. Be in relationship with young families. Offer to babysit or pay for a babysitter. Send them a, a, a gift card for takeout. Next time you see you know, a parent with a screaming kid at the grocery store, give them a smile or offer a blessing. There's so many little things we can do to put children first and bless families in need, if we're good at that, we're going to be good at blessing the powerless across the board. For our part as a church, as a congregation, we're doing everything we can to disciple kids and to walk alongside families. It's very core to our mission, our ministries here. We want this church to be a safe place for kids where they can meet and fall in love with Jesus. We want to equip children uh, with a foundation that will help them grow into adult disciples of Jesus, and we want families of all types to feel welcomed and included here. And we're doing it, you guys. This is the really cool part. Our children's ministry has tripled in size over the last year, and yes, and, and Pastor Alicia, yeah, we can, we can clap. Pastor Alicia wants to see it double over the next year. Now, she might be nuts, and I can, <laughs> and I can say that because she's not here. Um, but I bet we're going to do it. I know we can do it, and we need to do it because the kingdom of God belongs to the least of these. The kingdom of God is for children. If we're going to enter God's kingdom, we've got to receive it like children, and that means living in solidarity with children and families and those at the margins. Let's pray. God, help us to be a people, a church, a congregation who put children first. Help us to live in solidarity with the powerless, the least of these, Help us to learn from them what it looks like to follow you. Lord, make us a blessing to kids, to parents, to those in need. Use us, shape us, minister to others through us. And God, may we receive the blessing of learning how to receive the gift of your kingdom as we walk alongside them. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. You can connect with us on Facebook at Brockport First Baptist, on Twitter at BrockportFB, and on our website, BrockportFirstBaptist.org. Our theme music was composed by Scott Holmes. This has been a production of Brockport First Baptist.